God specializes in finding and changing people who we sometimes consider out of reach. Today, Pastor Jeff is going to be portraying a very important member of the Sanhedrin, a religious leader named Nicodemus. And we're going to learn how Nicodemus's life was totally changed from this appointment that he asked to have with Jesus. We can find this in John 3, verses 1 through 21. Please listen as we read the scripture. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and he said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with him. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh and the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And do you not understand these things? I tell you the truth. We speak of what we know. And we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of earthly things, oh, heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who comes from heaven, the son of man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light. And will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light. So that it may be seen plainly 
that what he has done has been done through God. Now let's pray. Father God, open our hearts and our minds that we might understand the truth of the words of Jesus to Nicodemus. Help us to understand how we can apply these truths in our own lives and how we can share them with others in our world. We love you, Lord. We're ready for you to speak. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Ah, you are here, Barukata Adenoi Eloenu. I'm so glad to see you. You must have gathered for the festival, the feast, the feast of the uh, Torah, the Torah Yeshiva. Oh, you call it, you call it not Torah Yeshiva, you call it Vacation Bible School. <laughs> yes, yes. So I'm so glad that you've come. I am to be the guest rabbi. Uh, all of this next week with the youngsters, and I'm very, very excited for that. So glad to see you. Uh, oh, I, I, I have to ask a, a bit of forgiveness. I did not introduce myself. I am Nicodemus, but you can call me Nick. <laughs> Say, hi, Nick. Yes, now I know we're having a meeting for sure. <laughs> you, you can call me Rabbi Nick if you like. <laughs> It's so, so good to be here among you. I see that you've been decorating. This is called the Synagogue of Faith. Yes. And Synagogue of Faith, I see that you've been getting ready to understand a little bit more about Yerushalayim Shuk. That, that is the Jerusalem marketplace. Shuk means marketplace. Say that with me. Shuk. Yes. Uh, your rabbi teaches you a little bit of this from time to time. I sure hope so. Um, but I came to tell you really about the day that I met Yeshua. Uh, you, you call him Jesus. Yes, I will call him Jesus. But let me back up a little bit. Before I met Jesus, I thought I had God all figured out. You see, I was raised as an observant Jew from the time I, I could begin to walk in the slightest way. I began to study Hebrew. Uh, I, I could read and write Hebrew before I could talk. And, and by the time I was 10 years old, I had memorized the first five books of your Bible. Oh, you don't seem impressed. <laughs> you try it sometime. <laughs> Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Yes, Leviticus. <laughs> that, that's where most of us bog down when we start to try to read the Bible at the beginning of a new year. <laughs> and, and so I, I became educated in the law and the prophets, uh, especially these first five books of the Bible, the Torah. And so as I became a young man, I joined a group called Pharisees. <laughs> now, I know that that name is kind of a bad name among you in this day, uh, but it really meant people of the book. We were the most observant of all among the Jewish people. We learned the book, we knew the book, we obeyed the book. And for us, everything re revolved around a number, <laughs> 613. Now, now, you probably know what that means. There are 613 commands in the first five books of the Bible. And so we observe, that, that is our goal, is to observe the 613 commands of the Torah. Uh, you, you look like you don't believe me, okay? Uh, you, open your Bible, you can count them. Uh, I'll wait. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> 
Your rabbi kids with you a little bit from time to time, right? I hope so. We need a little bit of humor uh, in whatever age we live in. But as a Pharisee, for me, 613 was the definition of God. I, ju- I knew that if I could obey the 613, I would be right with God. And, and, and in a way, I would, I would have God. Uh, it's a little like this box over here. Um, if I could just obey the 613, I would have something solid, something substantive, something that, that I could hold on to. And I would have God in that box. <laughs> Don't try that at home. (laughs) But we'll get to a little more of that. It was something I could control. And so I did it. I did it, yes. I I obeyed all 613 commands of the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. Uh, It seems like it's difficult, but if you put your mind to it, you can do most anything. But I have to say, something was missing. So I would pray. I would pray. I would pray three times a day. I would fast two times a week. And of course, I I wore my prayer shawl uh, so that I would have God always above me and I would shut out the things of the world that might interfere. And and you probably know this. Your rabbi has probably taught you that the prayer shawl has 613 threads uh, on the corners of the prayer shawl. You look like you don't believe me. Okay, we'll count them. (laughs) One... Two, we're going to be here a while. Oh, now you believe me. <laughs> now you believe me. Well, that's a good thing. I got this prayer shawl in the shuk. <laughs> I got it from the shop that's owned by my brother-in-law, Shaul. <laughs> it's not the best shop. <laughs> you know how brothers-in-law are. <laughs> uh, you would think he would cut me a deal. He did not. He would not even haggle. He would not even bargain with me. And believe me, this was not cheap. <laughs> It was rather expensive, but I digress. So I came to Jesus in the night. I have been hearing about him for some time. You see, I am a part of the ruling council, the Sanhedrin. It's a council of 70. It's made up of two different groups. It's made up of the Sadducees and the Pharisees, my party. The Sadducees, they are the guys that run the temple. They are the guys in the business, if you take my meaning, of the temple. Uh, they, they ran everything that was there. We were the ones most concerned with Torah, most uh, concerned with the prophets, most concerned with the book. And, and this group, they became concerned about this Jesus we were hearing about. Um, it didn't help that when he came into town from the north, he came in and he, he caused quite a ruckus. Yeah, you, you might remember, he, he came in, no, no one had ever really heard of him too much. He came into town and he went into the temple courts and he, he drove out uh, all of those who were selling uh, the animals. He drove out the animals. He, he made a whip out of a rope and cracked it over people. Uh, he drove them out and then he turned over the tables of the money changers. <laughs> uh, made, made quite a mess. And for the Sadducees, this was very disturbing. This was their business after all. I had to laugh a little bit. (laughs) Whose idea was it anyway to turn the temple into farmer's market? (laughs) So, but I digress. (laughs) Uh, So on the council, we we started hearing even more. We started hearing about miracles. Uh, 
I have to tell you, I'm a, I'm a bit of a skeptic. I, I couldn't say that I had ever seen a miracle. Oh, of course, of course, yes, when my children were born, yes, of course, a beautiful sunrise over the sea, yes, I know the miracles of creation, the miracles of life, uh, but I had never seen anything outside of the creation of God, and so I went to watch, I went to see what was going on with this Jesus, I stood back in the crowd, and I watched him, there was a man that he approached, I had seen this man a hundred times, if I had seen him once. He had spent his whole life on a pallet. He was lame. Everybody knew. Everybody knew him. Everybody knew he was lame. And I watched from a distance and I thought, what is he going to do? And he approached this man and and he bent down with a kind of kindness and, and he spoke to him. And then he stepped back and then he invited him. I saw it with my own eyes. This man stood up. There, there uh, uh, upon his pallet. And, and, and I could not believe what I was seeing. It was as if his legs were some, somehow strengthened. I could see muscle there where there had not been any muscle. And, 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 and you say, well, did he walk? Oh, did he walk? He danced. You would too. He was dancing with joy and he was praising God. And then this Jesus, he, he went over to a woman. I had never known her, but they said that she was blind. Even from the distance, I could see. I think she had to be blind. Her, her eyes were whitened. And he approached her again in quietness and kindness. And he, and he spoke to her. And then he reached out and put his hands. He put his hands on her eyes. It would seem kind of frightening to me. And then he stepped back. And you, you could see that she could see. It was changed. Her eyes were changed. Eyes that could not see, could now see. Have you ever witnessed someone who at one moment is in darkness and then suddenly is in light? I tell you, I don't know that there is anything quite like it. The crowds, the crowds around Jesus kept growing and growing. People called him rabbi. Now that is a title that is reserved for those of us who are trained. It's a rather special thing, those of us who have studied. Uh, and so we, we asked around. He, he had never trained. Nobody knew where he came from. No one on the council had trained him. He had not trained under any of the great rabbis, Hillel or Shammai or Gamaliel. Uh, no, no one knew where he got his training. How can he be called rabbi? Um, but uh, I needed to investigate a little bit. He had begun preaching around the Galilee, uh, talking about the coming of the kingdom, the coming of the kingdom of God. It was evening when I arrived, and um, he agreed to see me, even though it was late. I think all of the disciples, most of the disciples were settling into sleep for the night, uh, uh, except for Yohanan. <laughs> you know, he never went away. He, he stuck close by. I'm sure he was listening in. <laughs> Uh, but, he, you know, he's the one they call son of thunder. <laughs> I think he was kind of the security guard. <laughs> but I greeted Jesus. I greeted him with respect. I said, Rabbi. Uh, I'm sure that he knew I was a real rabbi. But I greeted him with that uh, way because uh, I think it's a good way to open. It's a good way to pay, pay uh, some respect to someone. I explained my visit. I said, Rabbi, uh, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. 
For no one could perform miraculous signs that you are doing if God were not with him. That's a great opener, don't you think? I mean, it's a compliment. We see that you are. God must be with you. But his answer, I have to say, sounded rather abrupt to me, almost bizarre. He said, I tell you the truth. That's a little bit like, like saying you're trying to start a conversation. They say, well, let me tell you. I mean, that, that was the sense of it. I tell you the truth. <laughs> Almost as if, well, you can't see anything. I was baffled by this. He said, he said no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Uh, I don't think I'd ever heard anything more baffling. What was he talking about? So I asked. (laughs) That's the rabbinical way, by the way. You ask questions. I asked, well, how can a man be born when he is old? Surely, (laughs) surely I cannot, I'm an old guy. Uh, Surely I cannot enter into my mother's womb and be born. No. It's a silly kind of image that he had given. But Jesus answered, again he says, I tell you the truth. I'm getting a little tired of that. (laughs) I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. (laughs) What? Just when I thought that Jesus was going to clarify things... He starts talking about this birth of the Spirit. Everyone knew that a physical birth begins with the breaking of water. That's what it means. That's the physical birth. That's the birth of our flesh. That's the birth by our mother. But what was he talking about being born of Spirit? I must have looked confused, which is not something I like. (laughs) I must have looked confused because he went on and he answered my confusion. Uh, You should not be surprised, he said. At my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. This didn't help. (laughs) Now he's talking about the wind. (laughs) Well, we knew about Wind in Yerushalayim, it's the highest place in the whole region. We knew about the wind that comes in from the desert. We knew about the wind that comes in from the sea, the wind from the plains. We knew a lot about wind. And then it suddenly occurred to me, maybe he's talking about something different. And I remembered. Torah talks about the Spirit of God as wind. Uh, the, The Bible says, the Ruach HaKodesh. Say that with me. Ruach HaKodesh. Don't spit on the people in front of you. The wind, the breath of God. And suddenly I realized that what this Jesus was saying didn't fit in my box very well. In fact, it was starting to blow open the top of my box. I didn't really know what to say. This didn't fit with my 613 rules and commands. And maybe this is what I have been missing. 
So I asked a question. It's the rabbi thing. I asked, how can this be? You know, if you don't know anything else to say, just ask a question. (laughs) To be born of the Spirit. And then Jesus, I have to say, he really put my religious pride on notice. He said to me, he looked straight at me, and he said, you are Israel's teacher, and you do not understand these things? Here is this this fellow from Nazareth, this fellow from the Galilee, this fellow who has no training, questioning me? Wow. But I have to say, it really put me in my place. Before I could say anything, he said it again, I tell you the truth. I decided I had better start listening. This is what he said. I I took down some notes. We speak of what we know, and we testify of what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept our testimony. I didn't like it when he said, you people. I don't think I ever liked that. It was a separation. I thought, I thought we were all people, you know. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? He's talking about what we know, what we have seen. And I began to ask in my mind, uh, who exactly is this Jesus? And it is as if he could hear the question in my mind without me saying it. Because he responded, no one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven. And then he said it, the son of man. Oh, I knew what that phrase was. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the son of man, he said it again, must be lifted up that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. Now my head was spinning. (laughs) He was referring to son of man. I know that all through the Torah, in the Torah and the prophets, that's one of the names for Moshiach. That's one of the names for Messiah. I knew what that was. Was Jesus claiming to know Messiah or to even be Messiah? And what Jesus said next, I have to say, you would say it this way. It blew my world apart. (laughs) My religious achievements. My status as a a rabbi, my seat on the council, all of my training. Uh, I I wrote it down. Uh, Yohanan also had written it down. For God so loved the world. And it was as if, is that what it is all about? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life Eternal life. And I had to, I had to question, whoever believes? What, what about the 613? Nothing about the daily prayers. Nothing about memorizing the Torah by the time you are 10 years of age. <laughs> All of that for nothing? And then it started to become more clear. He said, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. That was huge. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Huh. 
And suddenly I thought, this, this is what I have been missing. Maybe this is the reason I have felt so condemned. It's not about rules. It's not about 613. It's not about prayers and sacrifices and fasting. It's, it's about believing in the Son of God. And then he nailed me. <laughs> he said four words. This is the verdict. Now, I knew what a verdict was. I sat on the council. We would hear cases. We would try cases. We would then vote. And then came verdict. It's last word. From this, this is verdict. And so I knew what that meant. And this is what he said. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world. But men loved darkness instead of the light. Because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light. And will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. And suddenly I knew it. That was me. I had been loving the darkness. Even when I was acting as if I was in the light. And the truth. I never really wanted the light. Because in the light I would be exposed. In the light my deeds would be exposed. In, my, in the light uh, who I really am would be exposed. And suddenly that's exactly where I was. Exposed like a man with no robes. Like a man with no prayer souls. A man with nothing. And so I say before you now. I am not a holy man. Oh, they will call me rabbi, they will call me teacher, but, and, and they will say, well, you are a holder of letters, you have an achievement in training, but I am a sinner. And until I came to that place, nothing was going to happen, nothing was going to change, I was trapped in a box. And suddenly this light that Jesus was talking about, I realized this is what I have needed desperately. Maybe you can relate. Then he said this last thing. He said, but whoever lives by the truth comes into the light. That's what I had needed. So that it may be seen plainly that what he does has been done through God. I, I want to do good for God, but I, it has to be seen that God is doing these things. That's all I ever wanted. I wanted to live by truth. And that, that light, that truth, was never going to be found in my little God box. My 613. I needed to come into the light by faith. And in that moment, <laughs> I believed. <laughs> And I was born again. The, the very thing that I had such questions about. I was born again. Now I could give testimony about that. I was, I was born by the Spirit. I was born by something from above. And I went away from that place. A new creation. The old had passed away. The new had come. Now I know people question. They sometimes wonder. Oh, you know, Johanna, he, he never recorded anything. That, that Nicodemus was born again. <laughs> Uh, so was he ever really born again? Are you kidding? <laughs> Seriously? 
How could one stand before such truth in flesh, in person? How could one hear such words three times saying, I tell you the truth, I tell you the truth, I tell you the truth. How could someone stand there and not be changed and not come to faith? <laughs> Later I would serve him in some special ways. But I'm here to tell you that that day, everything changed for me. I continued to sit on the council of the Sanhedrin because I, I felt that's what God wanted me to do, to be in that place for that time. And, and I met another, Yosef from Arimathea. Uh, he also had been born of the wind of the Spirit. He was also a Pharisee. But my God box, my God box was gone. Blown open and blown apart by the Ruach HaKodesh, the wind of the Spirit. Now you may ask, are there really 613 threads in the tassel of this prayer shawl? I'll tell you the truth. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I never counted them all the way. You know how it goes. I, I tried to count many times, but as I would begin, uh, one of the children would come into the room. I'm, I'm counting, I'm counting. 543, 544. Papa, papa. Pa, pa. uh, 545, 546. Papa, pa. not now, not now. 540, uh, where was I? Oh, one, two. You know what I'm talking about, I think. So I decided I'm just going to trust my brother-in-law and, and, and trust that he, he counted them correctly. But I will say that I have decided to believe in Jesus. And in so many ways, it's so simple. His truth, his light. And receive the Ruach HaKodesh, the wind, the breath of the Spirit. And I tell you, I was set free. I am no longer in the darkness. I am in the light. And I am no longer in the prison of that box, the 613. Now, I understand that you like to pray here in the synagogue called faith. I've been told this. And I was told something I'm not really sure about, that there's a miracle where you can see words on the walls. I'm not sure I believe it. <laughs> but uh, I'll give it a try. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu Malach. Ha'olam. Would you pray with me? Let's pray. Praised are you, the eternal one, our God, ruler of the cosmos, who has kept us alive, sustained us, and enabled us to reach this moment. Thank you for coming to bring light into my darkness. Thank you for coming, Holy Spirit, that I might be born again, born of your spirit. Thank you for your verdict that broke me out of my religious box that was a prison to me. Breathe on me, Holy Spirit. Amen. You, you can say it that way. Amen. Well, I've got to go. I have to be ready for uh, the Torah Yeshiva early tomorrow morning, so I have some preparations to make. I, but I understand that you have a lady rabbi here. I, I think I've seen her around. And I want to invite the lady rabbi. You know, that's a good thing to have a lady rabbi. That way you're not trapped in the box. Yes. 
And so I want to invite the lady rabbi, if you would, to come and close our service. It's so nice. So nice to meet you. Yes. I hope I'll see you more this week. I'm so glad to be here for a time. And Baruch uh, uh, Adonai. Thank you so much, Rabbi Nick, so for coming. Visit. We are so grateful for your explanation. Wow. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed the service this morning and that you'll go home thinking about the good news that comes through Jesus to Nicodemus that we're so blessed to have access to in our Bibles. Would you please stand as we go and let's have the final benediction. May you go forth in love and peace with hope and joy among you that you may be the people of God born again, filled with the spirit for yourself and for others that you can share with in Jesus name. Amen.